We are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Perek Tes, Pasuk Tes Zion, Vayirkav Yehu Vayelech Yisraelam. So in the closing seconds of yesterday's shir, we saw Yehu ben Nimshi, the newly anointed king of Israel, getting into his chariot and with his generals racing towards Israel to now fulfill the mission that Elisha gave him, specifically to kill every remnant of the house of Ahab. By fortuitous coincidence, he has lodged in Israel King Yehoram, king of Israel, who was and son of Ahab, who was wounded in the battle at Ramot Gilad and has retreated to Israel for convalescence and who is being visited by his brother-in-law, the king of Yehuda, Ahaziah. So you've got everybody in Israel and now he is stealthily but hurriedly racing towards Israel to start to carry out his mission. So we begin with Tessayim. He's riding in his chariot, headed to Israel. Yoram is resting there in convalescence. The Achazia Melech Yehuda, and remember Achazia, although he's Melech Yehuda, he is brother-in-laws with Yehoram because Achazia married Izebel and Achav's daughter. So Achazia is there as well visiting him. Yorat Lerosis Yoram, he came to visit Yoram. Now he's racing towards Israel, the Hatzotheh, Omed al Hamigdal, the sentinel in Israel, is standing on the ramparts. He sees a legion, doesn't know it's Yeh, but it's Yehu's group of men, Bebal, coming. And he says, he reports to the king, I see a legion coming to us. Take a chariot, go out to greet them. Find out what do they want? What are they doing here? And the horse rider goes out with Croso by Yomer, and he says to Yehu, Koamar HaMelech, Melech wants to know, Hashalom, is there you coming in peace? By Yomer Yehu, and he dismisses him almost contemptuously. Malacha Ulashalom, what difference does it make to you, Shalom So Belacharai, go to the back of my group and just keep quiet. The messenger got up to there and we've never seen a trace of him since. So what is he saying to the messenger? Either he's saying, uh, mind your own business, just get to the back, we're taking you with us. Or the, the rider himself saw what was going on and elected to join them riding in the rear vanguard. So now we try a second time. By Yishlach Rochev Sushani, they sent another horse rider out that. By Yoboa Lehem, he comes to them. By Yomar Koa Mar the king says, Shalom, are you coming in peace? 
Vayomer Yehu Malachal Shalom. Again, the same thing. What do you care? Sold Elacharai. Go out, stand in the back of the legion. But you got a sofa lemor, and the sentinel says, "Bad alehim bloshav." Again, he went out, he greeted them, and he, we never see him again. He doesn't come back. Vahaminahag kiminhag yehu. But now, this sentinel, this watchman, is close enough, or yehu is close enough that he recognizes yehu's style of writing, as it were. He drives wildly, he races. He drives. It was his style, he was a general, I guess, leading his men into battle. And so they recognized that must be Yehu. Now Yehoram has a real concern. Get my chariot. Why would his top general, whose garrisons fighting a battle at Ramot Gilad, suddenly leave with his whole entourage racing towards him in Israel. He goes out, as we said, the king of Judah who's visiting him, goes out in his chariot, and they go out to greet Yehu. Interestingly, Yehoram knows something is up. He also very shrewdly calculates, say the Mepharshim, he's better off out in the open field. If this is what he thinks it is, a revolt, and it is, he's better off, instead of being trapped in the city of Israel, confronting him in the open spaces. And as coincidence, and we know it is not a coincidence, they meet at the exact point of Novos, his vineyard, which, as we have said, is what started this all by Achav and Izebel's cold-blooded killing of Novos to get Achav that vineyard. So they meet <coughs> so right that, at the that vineyard. That means they're in, in, in Shomri right now. Excellent question. Excellent. They're not. So the question is, Achav, his vineyard was in Shomron. That's not where his vineyard is in Israel. And the Mepharshim say that's where they dragged his body to. They had, that's where he dragged his body, or that he had another palace there and another vineyard. But yes, excellent question. It wasn't in Shomron, you're in Israel. In any case, Yehoram sees Yehu, he's close enough now. Yehu, what is this? Are you coming in peace? And he answers him by Yomer Meha Shalom Imcha How could there be peace? What kind of peace can you have with the harlotry of your mother Izebel and her witchcraft, her great witchcraft? Fortune show harlotry does not necessarily mean uh, harlotry, prostitution. Znut could mean also the Avoda Zoro. It could also mean harlotry. Um, now Yehoram knows he is in deep trouble. He is going to make a drastic U-turn with his chariot. So Yaakov, he changes the reins in his hands to make that turn. 
And he says to his colleague and brother-in-law, the king of Yehuda, we have been tricked. We, there's a trap. The Yehu Mile Yodo Bekeshes, Yehu is an expert archer, takes a bow, Vayaches Yehoram Ben Zroav, he shoots an arrow as he's fleeing in the chariot, Vayetze, it goes between his arms, Vayetze Hachetzimi Libo, and emerges the arrow from his heart, he is mortally wounded in his chariot. What is that reminiscent of, if not the death of Achav? There, a stray arrow was able to penetrate the slit in his armor. He died in that chariot fleeing, and so you cannot avoid the similarity. You also see the Mida Kineged Mida element. That one, one thing that's interesting is that it, it was anything but a trick. It was pretty straightforward what was happening with, with Yehu. Why would, why would Yehoram tell Ahaziah it's a trick? Because there are possibly other interpretations. Yehu may be coming back in, to report a battlefield condition. Yehu may be putting a surrender you know, or a defeat. So that there's still the opportunity that Yehu's making a military report. And he's not. But now, it's out of the bag. You know, up till now, stealth and speed were the, the orders of the day. In any case, now he says, Vayomer el oh, one point. It's meter connected meter because his hands and his heart. Remember that story with the Almana, with the widow of Obadjah, who comes to Elisha and tells him how her husband, Obadja, who worked in Ahab's court, who ran Ahab's palace, sustained a hundred Nevi'im that Izeva was relentlessly trying to kill with his own resources. Eventually, he ran out of money. Who lent him interest? Who, sorry, who lent him money at an exorbitant rate of interest? It was Yehoram. And so now Yehoram, with his hand, took ribis. And then when she defaulted, could not pay back, he demanded her two sons as collateral to take his abadim, where his heart was merciless. So now the hand and heart that inflicted such pain on this poor widow, it's midah keneged midah. So now, Vayomer el Bidkar, now Yehu says to Bidkar, his sholishov, his top aide de camp, now throw this man Yehoram into the field of Novo Ha'Yisraelis. He's a Chorani because don't you remember, and this is the first time we're learning this, that do you not remember that we were in that second chariot behind Eliyahu, Smidim Acharei Achav Aviv, that behind his father Achav, when Hashem when Eliyahu placed that terrible curse on him for killing Nova. We were witnesses. We know that the curse said that your body will lie in the field of Novos. Dogs will lick your blood like they did Novos. 
Because I saw last night, it appeared to me in a vision that Novos was to make over Hashem, what the Kaddish Baruch who said, and I will pay you back as you did to Novos exactly in this vineyard. And now cast his body into the vineyard as per the words of the Kaddish Baruch. Now, Ahaziah is the king of Yehuda, Melech Yehuda, he sees what's happening. He goes by the way of the garden escape. Yehu pursues him. He strikes him in the Merkaba, in the place on the slopes. Of Malas Gur, Asher Es Yibolam, which is in Yibolam, Bayanas Megiddo, he races further to Megiddo and collapses and dies by Yamasham. Thus says Sefer Malachim Beis. There's a different version in Divrei Hayamim that says he survives the attack. They have to go after him, they hunt him down. They find him mortally wounded, and it's a time after that he dies. Either case, he's dead, and you're going to see he gets a totally different treatment than his colleague Yehoram, notwithstanding that he is a descendant of Achab. <coughs> they take him to Yerushalayim, he's buried in the ancestral fields of his fathers um, in the city of David. That is only because he's a descendant of Melech David. In any case, in the um, 11th year of Yehoram ben Achav, Malach Achazia Yehuda, Achazia becomes his contemporary. By Yobo Yehu Yisraeli, the Izevel Shomor, Atosan Bepoche Neho, Batitov Esrocho, Batashkev, Batachalom. He comes now to Israel itself. Izevel hears us of his arrival. Batosan Bepoche Neho. It's like she gets all the pits. She puts mascara on her eyes, she combs her hair. Uh, she flings her windows open so that he can't miss seeing her. Some of them, of course, say her intent was to seduce him, plain and simple. She's still at her old games. Others said no, to ingratiate herself, to give him a welcome. Others are very strange phrase to Yehu. She says, welcome Yehu, Zimri Horeg Adonahu, Zimri who kills his king. She's referring to Zimri, who's Aho's grandfather, who kills a king in regicide. She's saying that just as he killed and retained the crown and brought us the glories of the king, so you may bring that same glory. So some say it's sort of a ingratiating praise. Others say it's a taunt. Because we know that king reigned, I think, for all of seven days. So that she's saying, just as he usurped and lasted seven days, you're not going to last much longer. In either case, he lifts his face by Yomer, me eating me, he shouts into the palace, who amongst there is with me? Two or three sorisim indicate they are with him. 
Vayashmita. Throw her out the window, and they throw her out. Vayazmi Doma El Hakir El Hasusim Rayumasenu. And she is trampled in the street by the horses with her blood flowing at the wall and totally trampled. Vayova Vayocha Vayesh. And now Yehu stops the proceedings and goes in and has a feast. Celebratory feast of his victory. And he says, Take this woman's remains, bury her, because after all, she is a Basmela. How is she a Basmela? Her father was the king of Sidon, was a pagan king, but nonetheless, in a sort of bogest, uh, Yehu says she's to be buried because of her royal blood. They go to bury her. They find her skull, her raglayim, her feet, the palms of her hands. And this again is no accident. The Mephorshim says if there was any way to praise, to say some graceful thing about Izebel, was that she did certain mitzvahs. One of them she did was when the Chassan and Kala were married, she would go out and dance with the Kala. Ergo, her feet were involved. Or when there was a funeral, a leviah, she would go out and mourn, clapping with her hands as the eulogy proceeded. So because of those two things, she deserves the chesed of her burial. They said, this is what Eliyahu said, It fulfills that which that in the streets of Israel, the dogs will eat the flesh of Yisrael as they did of Novos. Yisrael's body is like kedomen, literally excrement. On the fields of the city, so that people will never recognize her as Zevah. Just, um, we will have one thing I want to carry over, we'll do it tomorrow. And two, now he has energized Yehu to kill the rest of the entire progeny of Ahav. And we know, or we will learn tomorrow, Achav had 80 sons. Will he kill all 80 sons and their families? 8.45 a.m. tomorrow at Khan.